guys, you're listening to episode 60 of the School of Intuition Soundcast, and I'm Natasha Che. This soundcast is a self-realization training for the empathic badass, and my goal here is to help you to walk on this planet with power and grace as an empathic light being, so that you can help elevate the consciousness of this world in your own unique ways. In this soundcast. I'm sharing with you what I know, both verbally and non-verbally. Verbally, I'm sharing with you the stories, the concepts, the ideas, which is well and good. But on the other hand, this is also a energetic transmission, and I'm sharing with you what I know non-verbally. Now, some of you sitting there thinking, "Oh, energetic transmission sounds fancy," but it's actually not. This is not something. That only gurus or spiritual teachers do. This is something that we do with each other every day. Every human interaction, every interaction you have with any sentient being, whether it's face to face or it's remotely, there is a energetic transmission going on, an exchange of information and energy. And I'm telling you this because, in some cases, well, first of all, both are important, right? In any kind of sharing of knowledge, I think both the verbal component and the nonverbal component, they're both important. But in some scenarios, the energetic transmission is oftentimes more important than the verbal part. And today's episode is one of those scenarios. Because what I'm going to talk about in this episode, the cross-dimensional existence, this is something that I find very hard to put into words. I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to try my darnest to do it. But it's also something that is very hard to articulate in words. So actually, this is the second recording of this episode. I did the first re- I I did the recording once, and I realized well clearly I need to do it again, which rarely happens. You know, this seldom happens, but today it happened. Just you know to get to 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 tell you that this is a this is a difficult to articulate thing that we are talking about here. So I want you to especially pay attention to. You know, not what you're hearing, <laughs> not what's coming out of my mouth. You can pay attention to that. Also, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. But I want you to pay attention to how you feel, what's happening in your own awareness, and that is actually the more important part in order for you to benefit from this episode. So I want to talk about the multi-dimensional existence as humans, and. To me, you know, to be able to live and dwell in both the dimension of human phenomena and also the dimension of the source, I'll explain what these means. Okay, but to be able to co to to exist in both these places is a very important skill in the mastery. Of your human self, of your human existence, and proportional to how you master this 
it will really it has a you know very profound impact on how you experience your human life and the choices you make. And also, since this soundcast is about intuition, it also determines the quality of your intuition. So we will get into more of that later. But I want to tell you first how I feel and why I, I'm inspired to make this episode. Okay. Partly, I'm inspired to talk about this to at least to, you know, talk about this multidimensional existence from this angle is because I was watching this movie called Blade Runner 2049. This is a sequel of the old Blade Runner. Maybe some of you watched it. It's an old classic sci-fi movie. And I, I actually like this new one better than the original one. But the premise of this Blade Runner movie, Blade Runner 2049, is, you know, this uh, location, it's, the setting is in a very advanced civilization many years from now on Earth, right? So there is this um, species, well, maybe it's not quite a species, but they're called replicants who are basically clones, of human beings. But these are very advanced artificial intelligence, these uh, so-called replicants. So they have the human emotions, they have human thoughts, they look like humans, function like humans, and also they have been implement, implanted with memories, with artificial human memories. So from the subjective view of the, Im of the replicant, it's as if they have a human personal history, right? So basically, they have all the elements, all the components of the definition of human being. Now, a, one of the central conflicts the, that motivates the storyline of this movie is this main character played by Ryan Gosling. He is a replicant. Or he was told that he was a replicant. But something happened that made him question that. So he was on a quest throughout this movie to find out whether he is a replicant or a human. So it's a very interesting journey. But as I was watching this movie, I kept thinking, well, Ryan Gosling, you know what? This quest is all well and good, but it's actually a little bit pointless because, you know, if you look at this objectively, the replicants and the humans, 99% of the time, there no, there's no difference between them. The only difference being the human was born from a womb, from a woman. And the replicants are factory manufactured that coming out of a assembly line. So the premise, the underlying assumption is the human beings are more quote unquote authentic. They're more original. They're more unique. So that's why it's a big deal to figure out whether he is a replicant or a human. So, but if you think about it, if you objectively looking at what human beings do and how human beings function, 99% of the time, 
for 99% of human beings, we are no different from very sophisticated artificial intelligence. In other words, in other words, very sophisticated computers. Most of the time, most of us we live in this dimension of phenomena. And what I mean by the dimension of phenomena is, this is what this world that we live in is all about, right? This is the world of matter. It's a world of emotions, thoughts, energies. These are all matters of different levels of density, right? And as human beings, you have a predictable character. You have character traits. You have a storyline of your life, and most people, for most people, our lives are like trains running on the train track. The track is pretty much already scripted, already written, and where the train is going is quite predictable. No matter whether you actually consciously aware of it or not. Now, for example. I, as a character of Natasha Che, I have certain human traits, and one of the traits I have is I'm an introvert. So, as an introvert, I have predictable behaviors. For example, if I walk into an elevator and there's a person standing there, at at most, I would say hello, followed by a long stretch of dead silence until the elevator ride is over, and this is because. In my programming, as this introverted character, my programming says she is extremely bad at making small talks. So I'm simply following my program, and my behavior is very predictable. Now, even the human improvements and growth, they are also predictable because they're basically replacing the scripts that work better. For the scripts that didn't work, you replace a more constructive script with a program、uh, for a programming that may not be so constructive, and that's what self improvement is all about. However, if you look at the whole thing, the human life as a whole, we are very, very predictable because ninety nine percent of the time. We function as very sophisticated machines and computers. So I know this is a little bit hard to swallow for some people because we like to think we have free will and we have free choices and we determine our own fate and everything, and that is a optical illusion from the point of the ego. I would say. If you really, you know, sit down and observe your own behavior and observe the behavior of other human beings, I would say what you notice is the predictability, the overwhelming predictability of it all, and that is what I mean by you know the dimension of the phenomena is where this storyline of life. Is being played out on the stage of life. You're a character. You're doing whatever you're supposed to do, and we're all sorts of sort of like puppets on a string, right? Except in this case, the string is not controlled by you. 
So it's destroying a say is a program that's already written. So that is the dimension. That's why I, what I'm saying the the replicant in the sign in the sci-fi movie Blade Runner is not that different actually from how humans work. However, that is the most the most the case. The ninety nine percent of scenario is not one hundred percent because we are as human beings as sentient beings. We don't just live on the dimension of phenomena, though that's what most people do. But you also have access to another dimension, which I call dimension of the source. Different people call it different names. You know, in some Buddhist traditions, they call it the primordial. My old mentor Bill Bauman called it the quantum. And some people call it the God Zone, but it is essentially this dimension, this space of existence before existence. This is a dimension before creation, before any creation happens, before any matter is created, any thoughts or emotions are created, where everything is at most. A potentiality, and what prevails in this dimension is nothingness, is emptiness. Yet, this is a dimension that you and I can actually access. And to me, that is a crucial difference that differentiates. Human beings or any conscious sentient beings, beings with consciousness, from sophisticated computers. <laughs> However, this distinction is so non-obvious. This dis- distinction, ninety-nine percent of the time, do not exist because most humans. We dwell. We live in the dimension of phenomena. Okay, very few humans actually live in the dimension of the source, and that's where the quality of the 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 different that that's where that that is a huge reason that it causes the difference in the quality of life, the quality of a human existence. Okay, because when you dwell. When you actually dwell and live in the dimension of the source, from that perspective, you look at your life. Then you are looking at your life from the perspective of the Creator. You are no longer the puppet on the string. You are actually the one creating the string. Okay, but if you are living in the dimension of phenomena, you are the train running on. A train track that all that's already written. So, you know, people who start their spiritual journey, the, the a typical way that people got propelled to become spiritual seekers is when they ask the question, "Is this all there is?" 
you typically hear people say, "Well, you know, I go to school, I get a job, I get married, I have kids," but then I start wonder, is this all there is to life? Where does that question come from? That question comes from your intuition is trying to tell you that you have been living in the dimension of phenomena all your life, but there is actually more to your existence than that. When you have that question, that is a prompt from your intuition to tell you that. There is the there there is more to life than the dimension of phenomena. People, there is a percentage of the population, at certain point in their life, come to ask this question. And if you're listening to this soundcast, you're probably you're probably one of those people. <laughs> And but you know, most people live their whole life. Without having to ask that question, and many people very happily live in the dimension of the phenomena all their life, and that is that 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 is all very good. But if if you are asking the question, if you ever ask that question, is this all there is, or what is the point of life? What is the purpose of life? That question comes from this intuition that is trying to tell you there is something more. There is an additional dimension to your existence, but you don't know. You don't quite know what it is. So you're like, okay, I'm going to go and look for things and try to find out what it is because I have this frustration because life is somehow that feels shallow. I don't know. I'm not satisfied. I don't know why. And this is actually where that comes from. Okay, it's your intuition telling you there is something more there, and that's something more. Is this dimension that we are talking about the dimension of the source? So you have this yearning, you have this intuitive desire to access that additional dimension of existence. Okay. So, also in the title of this episode, there's the word depression. Okay. How is depression related to this? So here's a, the next point I want to tell you is because I know like many people listening to this soundcast, you've been through like a spiritual transformation process. You've been through some version, some variation of depression, dark night of soul. Okay, for various reasons, maybe sometimes it's triggered by some traumatic events of your life, some severe pain in your life, but sometimes it's. Trig- it, it happens on its own because it times because it's the right time to have a depression. I don't know, but all depressions. What I want to tell you is this: all depressions, no matter what the trigger is, it's existential in its in its roots. Okay, it's a struggle to reconcile the nature of our existence. That's how depression comes. About, because you, as a sentient being, you as a manifestation of consciousness, is not no longer satisfied with solely dwelling in the realm of phenomena. 
because at some point it becomes a, you know, it becomes a existence that make you that that creates this feeling, creates this you know inkling sensation that you're somehow you know a pawn in a game, and that's where this purpose of life question comes about. Okay, so it's a struggle. A lot of times, at the root of the, any depression, it's a struggle. It's this confusion about where you actually exist. So, when you access the dimension of the source, when you live from the dimension of the source, you actually do not have the "what's the purpose of life" question. Because remember, we talk about. The dimension of the source is pre-creation. It's at the place where this concept of purpose is actually not yet created. Okay, purpose meaning in itself, it's a creation. It belongs to the dimension of phenomena. It does not belong to the dimension of the source. So a lot of things are like this. Many things in your life, when you look at it from the point of view when you are dwell when you're dwelling in the dimension of phenomena, there are huge there are huge conflicts, huge stories, huge drama, you know, huge problems. However, if you dwell in the dimension of the source, you look at the same thing. You're like, oh. How curious! How interesting! This magnificent phenomenon of creation. So, a um, a analogy of it is、uh, virtual reality. You know, people nowadays you have these、uh, virtual reality headset. You you put you put them on, and you have a really fantastic experience. That you know takes you to unusual places that you normally wouldn't go. Simulates experience, very realistic experiences of things that you normally wouldn't do, right? And it's a lot of fun. I was playing with this、um, in a friend's house recently, and they're so good at this now. It's really very, very realistic. And you know, at the rate of the technology develops, I, I believe, you know, in the not so distant future, not so distant future, we will have artificial intelligence. We will have virtual reality that is really virtually indistinguishable from how human beings function, from how you know you, your your natural perception functions in this world. However. If you think about this carefully, the reality that that we are perceiving right now, right, the reality that it's surrounding you right now, it is not different from virtual reality. So, so that's why you know an analogy like the of the di- distinction, the difference between. Living in the dimension of the phenomena and living in the dimension of the source is—it's almost like you know, if you're living in the dimension of phenomena, you wouldn't go.、Uh, most people wouldn't go jump off the airplane, 
right? Because you jump out of air, airplane, you die. There is a consequence. But if you're, you know, if you're wearing a VR virtual reality headset, you would love to try jumping off an airplane because it's a thrilling experience. It's quite interesting. Similar, similar idea, you know, analogy of that. When you are living, when you are living, dwelling in the space of, in the dimension of phenomena, your choices, your behaviors are limited by the natural limitations of your humanness. You have fears, you have worries, you have concerns. You have this and that, all the human limitations, okay. But when you're looking at things from the dimension of the source, it's like this whole thing. Human experience is a virtual reality. It's so exciting. It's so entertaining. It's like you want to try everything. So you have a very, very different point of view and perspective. It gives you a. It gives you a kind of personal freedom, a kind of limitlessness. Limitlessness, Natasha, articulate please. <laughs> that you do not have when you are solely living from the dimension of phenomena. So that's why I say, when you are living, kind of when you are living from the dimension of the source. You, your human experience takes on a different quality. Okay, and your human experience and is perceived differently. My personal experience is that the more I live from the dimension of the source, the more. First of all, the more engaged I am in my human experience, the more committed I am in my human experience. In other words, I live life more fully, and that's because that's because again, from the dimension of the source, you have that freedom, you have that luxury, so to speak. To fully engage in that experience, because you know, well, it's sort of like a virtual reality. It's fun. It's exciting. You know, it's a manifestation of consciousness. It's a play of consciousness, and whatever you have a, you take it. There's you take it not lightly, but you take it lighter. You hold it. You hold the experience differently. I'm not saying you don't have the human fear or human emotion anymore. Still, you know, I get stressed. I'm in a stressful situation. I get fearful. I get concerned. I, I get sad or angry. However, when you hold those emotions from the space of the source, you have more expansiveness. You have more flexibility. You have more freedom, while. You're still able to engage in those human experiences fully, and the other thing is also, you know, anything when when something happens in your life, you take the situation seriously and also not seriously at the same time. 
and you're more likely to make choices that are actually evolutionary. They're actually creative. When you are looking at things from the space of the source, because the space of the source is the space of the creator, is the space where you are free of any of the prior programmings as a human being, as your human computer. So, because you are free of those programmings, it allows you to hear your true intuition so much more clearly. It allows you to make choices from a evolutionary, from a growth standpoint, rather than making choices from a reactionary or programmed space as we normally do most of the time as humans. So that's why I said when you live as in the dimension of the source, a lot of things are different. But on the other hand. A lot of things, you know, these things are very hard to put into words. But you know, I tried, and I hope it, it it gives you a sense of it. And also, many of you who are listening, you've already had the experience of, you know, stay of of、uh, of、uh, um, immersing yourself in the dimension of the source. Whether you may not call it what I'm calling it, but you know what it is. And as I'm telling you this, you know, if you've had experience before, this will resonate. This this will resonate with you. With with resonates with the part of you that know you had the experience. Okay, so now there is a caveat I want to tell you about is living in the dimension. Of the source, this is not a escape clause from human reality. That is a common spiritual trap that people fall into. Is you hear people say, "Ah, this world is all a illusion. It doesn't matter." Well, there's illusion, and then there's illusion. You can say the world is a illusion. Some a lot of people say the world is a illusion. When they are actually in the dimension of phenomena, and when you're in the dimension of phenomena, and you tell yourself the world is an illusion, you are delu- you are really deluding yourself because that is becomes a escape from whatever human complexity or pain or conflict or trouble that you don't want to deal with. Okay, and that is different. From when you are staying in the dimension of the source, and you say, "Oh, this is a illusion." It has a different quality to it because when you're saying this is illusion, from the perspective of the source, this is actually a very interesting thing. There's no negative connotation to it because this is a. Illusion that you created. This is the virtual reality that you want to play with. Okay, so it definitely does not mean that this is not important or this experience can be dismissed because it's a illusion. Because you know what? Whether it's a illusion or not, you're in the game right now. It is real as long as you're in the game. You're in the human game. The rules of human games apply. You can call it whatever you want, but it's real. <laughs> it's real 
because you are in the game until you're not. Okay, so this is not a escape clause from life. I want to emphasize that. Okay, and you will know this when you it, when you hear people say when you hear people say, "Oh, life is illusion." Da da da. Nothing matters. A lot of times, people don't don't come don't approach this really from an authentic place. Okay, so that's something I want to I want to remind you of. Now. The million dollar question, Natasha. You've been talking all about living in the dimension of the source. Okay, you described so much of it, but how? Where is this dimension? How do I get there? Is it you know go out the door, turn right, walk three blocks, turn left? I cannot give you that kind of direction. Okay, there is no step one, two, three to get to the dimension of the source. However. There are several things we can do. Now, the first thing we can do, which we've already been doing all this time while you are listening to this episode, because I am telling you all this from the dimension of phenomena. Yes, of course, but I'm also I have been telling you this about all this from the dimension of the source. And you've been listening to this from both dimensions as well. That's why you know. Remember at the beginning, I tell you pay attention to your awareness, to how you feel. And sometimes, when you're accessing the dimension of source, there is a certain quality to it. I cannot. It's not a emotional or you know energetic quality, but there is a sense. Sometimes there is a sense of neutralness, there is a sense of openness, expansiveness. There is a sense of stillness, this peace that is hard to describe. There is this peace that is so, so steady, so undisturbable. <laughs> is that a word, Natasha? Undisturbable. But you get what I mean, right? So、um, there is this quality to this experience that you know. Sometimes tell your conscious mind, "Huh,、oh, you're ac- actually accessing the dimension of the source." And also, as I told you, as I'm describing this, some of you you already have the experience, and it will resonate with the part of you that know what it is. And it will provides a anchor in you, so that you know gives you a on the subconscious level gives you the anchor of the experience, and so to to allow it to happen more easily on a spontaneous level. And also the other thing is, this whole time I'm describing what it is like. To live in the dimension of the source, right? But that in itself is a description. It's not a thing itself. It's like you, your finger pointing to the moon. Your finger is not the moon, right? Your finger is just pointing to the moon. So my description is that finger. It doesn't get you directly to the moon. However, if you look at the finger long enough, at some point. 
trap door opens in your consciousness, and you fall into the dimension of the source. That happens, telling you, and that's that's how it happened to me. Is when I'm, you know, when when I kind of dwell in the vicinity of it, and I try to like explore it. When I try to find out what it is, one day something clicks and it happens, and then. Once you have that anchor in you, it's easier and easier for you to actually have that experience, for you to actually drop into the dimension of the source. And from there, you notice you look at things differently, you make choices differently, you live your life differently, and you don't have the question, the very futile question of what is the point, what is the purpose in my life? <laughs> Because as a creator, you do not ask. That question, you create the purpose yourself, so that question is pointless. Okay, so that's all for this episode. Again, I want to thank you for making this soundcast part of your weekly routine. And if you have not joined the Empathic Badass Tribe, you should go to natashache.com/school and join us. And I will see you next time.